This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You are listening to a special edition iFanboy podcast on Kick-Ass, the movie. How do I get a hold of you? You just contact the mayor's office. He has a special signal that shines in the sky. It's in the shape of a giant cock. Hello and welcome to a special edition iFanboy podcast, iFanboy at the Movies. Yay. Talking about kick-ass. Hello, everyone. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello, Connor. 
and Josh Flanagan. Hey, I feel like I haven't done one of these movie shows in like a year. It's been a while. It's, it's like it's con season starting up and movie season starting up. It's nice. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's spring is springing and it's going to be wonderful. So we have all seen Kick-Ass. We were lucky enough to get into some advanced screenings of it uh, to see the the movie adaptation of Mark Miller and John Romita Jr.'s uh Eight issue series was it? I eight issue series. Eight issues, yeah. Now available in hardcover. Uh, Matthew Vaughn directed it. Um, uh, Mark Miller and some woman wrote the script. And Matthew Vaughn wrote the script. Jane Goldman. Jane Goldman. Mark yes. Mark Miller didn't write the script. He, he wrote, wrote the, the story. Right here. And, the was, yeah. and then, Mar- then Ma- Matthew Vaughn and Jane Goldman. We 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 had a whole Q and A after ours, so probably peppering and annoying tidbits like that. But uh, we're going to talk about the movie, so there'll be spoilers. So if you haven't seen the film, because we're going to release this show probably on the day of the film releases. So if you haven't seen it yet, don't listen until you've seen it. Because yeah. although if you've read the book, but there's some things that are different. No. So don't don't. Yeah. Don't, yeah, no, actually, if you haven't seen the movie yet, don't listen to this, please, because we're yeah. going to spoil the shit out of it. And there are little things in this movie, like decisions that they made and things that they did that I want people to discover on their own. So press pause, go see the movie, then come back. We'll, it's okay. We'll live. So, um, so we, we going into this, we, um, we, I, I love the series. Ron of the series. I think Josh loved it a little bit less or maybe just liked it. I don't remember. Me? I liked Josh. it. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't say you hated it. I just, you didn't, you didn't like love it as much as, as we much did. Like, we loved it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. It was fucked up. That was our watchword for the series. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, you know what? I really like this movie a lot. I love this movie. I thought this movie was a lot better than the book. Yeah, you see that that's the thing. Like that's the only thing. And I, I wrote when I saw the movie, I wrote a review, advanced review of it. I tried to keep it spoiler free. And the the one thing that I almost wrote, which I didn't want to for fear that Ramita or Miller would read it, and hopefully they don't hear it, is that I'm like, shit, I think the movie's better than the comic. It was. It is better. It <laughs> it's is better. outright better. <laughs> Um, for several reasons, um, I think one of the things is it's just more satisfying of a a, a plot structure. Yeah. Because you do a three act structure in this in the span of a movie, and it issues a long time. And I don't know if you remember way back when we were talking about the comic at first. Connor and I, the first four issues have been like nothing's actually happening. Right. Yeah. Yes. And like the the thing is that the, the pace of the story and the way um, characters are revealed and specific points um, from the comic are not in the movie because they change the way the story is told, which I think they all like. The, here's the thing is like what I've been telling people is that this is not a Zack Snyder panel by panel turn into a movie a la 300 Sin City Watchmen, that sort of thing. What no. they did, what they did, what they did with this is that they took the spirit of the book of the story that Miller wrote and that Romita drew, and they took that vision and made a movie of it that had pieces of it. They changed some things, but I there's not one thing they changed that I disagree with. But they also they, they, the story was pretty much dead on. Oh, totally, I mean, it, absolutely. They, they, the they may change the yeah. details, but everything yeah. everything else is the premise there. Is, I mean, is the premise is what if a normal teenage kid dons a costume and tries to become a superhero? That's the premise, mm-hmm. and and crosses paths with the mob. That's the premise, and. They did it. The other thing that, that, that made it stronger was that it was it was funnier. Like yeah. the movie was actually really funny, but not in not in a way that it was slapsticky. There wasn't you know, it wasn't a joke that took away from everything, but like it was genuinely funny and there were a lot of like comedy bits that went on, little subtle things. Things like uh Clark Duke. Clark Duke yeah. and like his like uh what's his name's two friend uh what's his, what's the Clark Duke name? Clark's, Clark Duke's yeah, the main no, friend the, uh, the main the kid character. is uh, Dave Dave, Dave Lazuski Dave's, yeah. Dave's two friends and all the stuff that went around them and the teenager stuff that went on was genuinely funny and Clark Duke specifically like he had like a lot of off the ball looks yep. that were just excellent um it, things like that that were it was funny um, yeah it was it, it was it was great. You know what's interesting is it's it's a more streamlined version, which I think is almost always better. And we I mean again from the we had a Q and A with Ramita and Millar after our film after our screening, and they talked about the fact that, you know, somebody asked of course somebody asked all the stuff they had to take out why it had to be taken out, 
And you know the, the answer was this is a three arc this is a three act structure in a film and cut this you know the the comic is an eight issue story so there's it's, it's going to be paced differently and I think all of the stuff that got taken out was for the better and yeah. some of the stuff that was different was you got Hit Girl and Big Daddy who in the in the story are the the real badass vigilantes and their story is, is different His, yeah the that's the only thing I could borderline get disappointed by and that they changed Big Daddy's origin. And I don't have a problem because the origin is, is an indictment of comic book fans. Well, yeah, but that's play, the thing. That's the thing is that they made, hang on. They made the origin in the movie be that he was a you know that he he was a cop and he you know and his wife got killed and and crossed with the mob and all this sort of stuff. And this is now he's getting he's the Punisher basically. He's gonna get vengeance. Yeah. Um, and whereas in the comic he was just the dude who read comics and like was kind of sad and like I kind of like that. Yes, you're right. It's it's a condemnation on comics stuff like that. But I I still kind of like that he was just a guy who really liked comics. You know. <laughs> yeah, but you would like that, but no one else in the right. general audience. No, I, under, I understand why they did it. I understand right. why they did. It. The other, the only are, are we getting into nitpicks now? We, we, we're, no, no. These are. I think this is genuine. I think that you can talk the romance. Well, no, no. I'm not, the romance. I'm fine with the romance. So we were. To, so in 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 the in the comic, he pines after the girl. She thinks he's gay. He, he gets a friendship with her. Then at the end of the book, he tells her he's not gay. She slaps him, and he get, doesn't get the girl. In the movie, he tells her he's not gay, and he gets her, which I get because there's going to be another movie. So that well, there's gonna be there's gonna be two more movies, two more yeah. miniseries. This is the first in a trilogy. They said. Yeah. So so I I get that. I thought I thought the girl was great. I thought that relationship was to the funny. You know, like it was yeah. funny. It was yeah. like teen kind of you know comedy kind of funny. Um, uh, and the scene where they were self they're doing the self tanning was all right. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, no. But the the other thing that um, that bugged me that they did change was that um, it, I, I don't I don't know I'm I'm not upset that the movie actually is less violent than the comic. That sure. hands down, there there is violence and there is stuff that will shock people. But compared to the comic, it, the movie is tame. Um, I'm I'm okay with that. What I was kind of wasn't okay with was that they had to justify Dave after that first beating when he gets put in the hospital, and then they they make a plot point that he his his nerves are numb, he doesn't have feeling or whatever to explain why he can take the beatings later on, which didn't happen in the comic. Which yeah, is but like, I was oh, fine with that because that was my biggest problem with the comic. Yeah, when they, 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 yeah. they put it in the real world, yet he takes beatings that would kill him in every other issue of the book. Yeah, I know. It just felt like it felt like they were cheating a little on the premise. That's all. I think it was. Well, stronger choice i think it was one of the things if he thought of it later he would have put it in yeah maybe maybe the, the, the premise is th- is thin you're never i mean the idea of real life superhero would last 30 seconds right. and that you can't have a movie where this you know you've got a little girl who can load a gun and by defying the laws of which physics. by the I mean, way let's talk hit girl stole the whole freaking movie hit girl's the star of the summer if this, the movie's all a hit, if this movie's at all a big hit she's going to be the character of the summer she every time was fantastic she was on the screen it was exciting every time she went away i kept wanting her to come back that exactly was, it was you, that, that nailed it to, to a t and it was funny because there's a lot of you know talk about whether she was going to say the c word or not and that what i thought was really great was that they took it out of the script and her, the girl's the girl's mother went to the lawn and was like, yeah, let's do it, which <laughs> is great. It just and I thought that the action scenes with her were great. Every scene, even the scenes, just the dialogue stuff. Like just some, this girl is good. She's good. Yeah. She's gonna be good. Yeah. So. Well, which and means, just, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You, can, I know what you're about to say, and I agree with you. I, I'm not sure what I'm gonna say. I've kind of almost. Connor's forgot. a telepath. Well, I'm, I'm a telepath. Connor tell me what I was gonna say. Uh, Nick Cage. Oh, I wasn't going to say that, but I can. I hate Nick Cage just as a rule. I don't like him in stuff. He bothers me. He was great in this. He, he was, was awesome. He did his weird Adam West voice. Which was great. It was really yes. funny. And, yeah. and and he fit. He put the weird handlebar mustache on. And, like, the thing is, like, when you talk about the details from the comic book, like, you were just saying that the origin of the father is different or whatever. Like, I'm like, I didn't really remember what happened in the comic book. 
Oh, um, and I thought that one of the fun things for me watching this movie was that the things that I did know were going to happen, they changed. So yeah. by after the first act, I was like, oh, I'm watching a new story. Well, and there, by, by that, there was surprises for me, and I really enjoyed that. The biggest example was the introduction of the mob and, and the kid who becomes Red Mist. That, that, that all happens right in front of your face. There's no there's – no, like in the comic, when it was revealed that Red Mist was, work, was the son of the, the mob boss, that was like a – that was a shocking, tur- you know, shocking uh-huh. cliffhanger turn of events. Um, it had to happen they, that way because you'd have known. Right, yeah, exactly. But in the movie, they introduced him early. You saw how he got there. You, there was no surprise that Red Mist was was. But was, what there was was suspense. Yes, you yeah, had, there was. You were waiting for them to turn. Wait, you waiting for it to go bad. So you just changing surprise for suspense. I yeah. thought it worked fine. Great decision. Way. Great decision, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah totally. So. And he was great too. The you know the uh, the what's uh, yeah McLovin. McLovin guy. I still I love it for the rest of time. What I still I still love is that when when uh, Mark Miller was here in San Francisco for the War Heroes tour or whatever, he had just come from L.A. and he had a website of all the casting videos of Kickass, and we're just sitting at the computer at Isotope at the party, and he was just cracking up. He's like, "McLovin tried out for my movie," and like was showing everybody his tryout tape. <laughs> like, it's funny to see now, two years later, that McLovin made it in the movie, and like, it, like this, Mark Miller just was cracking up over that. So. <laughs> It was good. It was it was a really fun. I think one thing to take away from this film is that Matthew Vaughn is incredibly talented, and I've known that since Layer Cake, which I loved, and, and Stardust, which I also loved. But yep. I think if you take these three films, which are almost all completely different kinds types of films, absolutely, he is he is maybe one of the top ten most talented directors. Yeah, you know, well, working. You know, my biggest th- my biggest thing was that it really made me wish he had done that X Men movie. I bet you do. Yeah. Oh man. He, he would do a great X Men movie. He I was would. Trying to explain to somebody who he was, and I was like, "Well, he did Layer Cake, and he did Stardust, and he." And I was like, "Well, let me look up and see what else." And I was like, "Oh, that's it." Yep. These <laughs> three movies are the only things that he's done, and like, he's like a he's like an English lord. He has a a mansion. He's the child Smart. of royalty. Smart guy. And well, he worked with Guy Ritchie for a long. I mean, he worked right. on other movies. But it's not. Yeah. Yeah. He produced still. those things, but he, he, like, he financed this movie himself. Yeah. yeah. I mean. If this hits well, it, there's a lot of rich people because the, all the studios in Hollywood turned this movie down. Yep. They, they, they said take out Hit Girl or make her a 25-year-old and, yep. and take out the language and take out the – they'll take everything out so it makes the movie the movie and they all passed on it. So Matthew Vaughn and a bunch of his rich English friends financed it themselves. And they just made the movie they wanted to, yeah, which is – It's going to hit and they're going to make I'm a lot really more I hope it does. I really hope it does. I'm really interested to see what will happen because I, I walked out and I thought that was really enjoyable and I think that – Comic book fans, fans of the comic, the ones who aren't uber pedantic, will really get a kick out of this and be like, "That was that was a total ton of fun." I, yeah. I think that given the right circumstances, this could be a pretty big hit. I, I hope it is. It's gotta really... sell a shitload of DVDs at the end of the day, either way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was watching, thinking, I was like, you know, my I thought my brother will really like this. I was going through the, my head of people who don't read comics who would like this, and I think a lot of people will. It's a matter of will they get to see it is the question. I think mm-hmm. that's a good point. And how much controversy is surrounding the film when it comes out? When you have a little cute little girl saying "cunt" and cut cutting, Which is cutting awesome. bitches up. Awesome. Oh God, it was great. It was so good. It was so so good. And the, the, no, it also made me laugh. Uh, this is a little nitpicky, or whatever. But and Connor, you probably appreciate it. Josh. You probably realize, but the it was shot in Toronto and other places. But it takes place in New York, mm-hmm. and that's that's a hell of a creative geography in this movie. Yeah, but it felt alright because it, it was such a hyper. World. It still felt okay, but it was yeah. just funny because like there were a lot of alleys and stuff that just don't exist yeah. in New York anymore. And there are scenes where he's on a rooftop, and it's like that's not there. It's like, but I mean, I understand why. But like, it just it just made me, as a New Yorker, it made me laugh. That's all. A couple so. of things. I think I think one of the things that was notable about this is that I don't think there was a bad casting choice in the house. 
Yeah. Um, a lot of really good casting throughout it. The guy, I mean, the main character, Kickass Dave. I mean, he was great. I, was I, great. Don't, I don't know Aaron who that Johnson. guy is. I don't know what he's Aaron from. Johnson. Let's but see what he's done before. I think he totally uh, captured who that character was from the comic book and brought it to. But life. Mark Strong was great as the the the, uh, the mob boss. Oh, he was great. Yeah, he was so so oh so good. Yeah, he had that and, and one not, great take where where the, the bazooka came in. Yeah, the bazooka. I mean, he stared for a long time. But also, longer than you think they let him stare, and then and then they brought him. Ron, anyway. I think you brought this up in your in your written review. Is that as sort of Italian mobster characters? Yep. they weren't. They weren't the Punisher Warzone version. No, they were believable. They yeah. were totally believable. What's funny was half of them were English. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Um, but they, they, they were they were believable, and they did a good job of it. They didn't they didn't ham it up. They didn't. It was it was realistic. It was it was good. Um, one thing I thought was interesting, which I wrestled with, was that I thought the music was the music choices were really interesting. Um, I thought the use of music um, at, almost in a Scorsese kind of way as, as a yeah, character. A lot of rock songs. A lot of rock songs. A lot of a lot of what you've got is you've got like this, you know, really ultraviolet song to this bubblegum pop or kind of punky pop, you know, pop punk kind of song. Um, you know, thinking of the, the the both the hit girl scenes where you know when we first get introduced to hit girl when she takes out the room of drug dealers, and then also the hallway scene when it's set to um, uh, Joan Jett and uh, Bad yeah. Reputation. I, I thought that for some people I could see why that would like take them out of it, but I like the juxtaposition of the violence with with the energetic, poppy, punky kind of song. I, I did enjoy that. I thought the use of the Elvis song at the end was genius. Oh, and that's not even getting to the craziest thing, which is the climax, which is, <laughs> which is like, I, I think I think I described in my review. I don't remember if I wrote it on or not, but the movie, the climax of the movie takes a left turn that I haven't seen since Scott Pilgrim Volume 1, and I loved it. <laughs> and I absolutely loved it. There's a, there, and I don't want to give it away for people. But I, well, can we? Should we? Or whatever? Yeah, it's just a spoiler. The fucking jetpack with Gatling guns. Nowhere <laughs> near in the comic, but it was awesome in the movie. It was. I tell you something about that is that uh, Mark Miller was talking about that at the thing, and and he said that they'd argued about it for a really long time, and and Guy Ritchie's like, you have to put this in it. Matthew Vaughn. Oops. <laughs> Matthew Vaughn, who's much a better director than Guy Ritchie any day of the week. Um. Uh, Matthew Vaughn's like we're gonna we're gonna put this in at the end and and Mac, Mark Miller's like I don't it's a jetpack it's silly it's not gonna but funny coming from him it's yeah. not gonna work and and Vaughn's like listen we're gonna shoot it if you don't like it at the end uh, we'll take it out and so he's like, fine and they shot it and I was like he wasn't sure if he wanted to do it and he gets to the end and he's like all right it was pretty good and Vaughn was like okay because I wasn't gonna take it out anyway. It, it was it was like the moment I saw it because they kept them. It was a MacGuffin. They they yeah. uh, she, they got it as a box. You never saw it. You saw it from the point of view from the box. You didn't know what you it was. Saw, you saw the Gatling gun. Yeah, yeah, you saw the Gatling gun, but you didn't know exactly what it was. And the moment they showed Dave pull up and then jet back, I went, "What the fuck?" And then as that scene continued, I was like, "This is awesome." It was just like it was like it totally tapped into that action movie well, suspension of belief. You know that oh that and oh, you got just, to play with the like when is the bazooka gonna get fired. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was there, like in the background shots and in the foreground. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that bazooka's just sitting there. Yep. <laughs> it was. I mean, it, it, it used the, the guns and stuff like that in a comedic way. Um, oh, we're not even touching upon the the hit daddy scene. Um, what did you guys think of the John Romita 3D art? Oh, well, they, they were disappointed with it, the filmmakers, because it was supposed to be fully animated, only being partially animated. It took them a year just to do yep. what they did in the film. It looked really cool. It looked cool to see Romita's art, even partially animated on the screen. Um, yeah. Beautiful. I thought, I, thought it was really, I thought it was really cool. It was kind of creepy to see the realistic Nick Cage drawing. I would have yeah. liked the stylized John Romita drawing of it, but but that's okay. Yeah. I gotta say, I think I think it was almost superfluous. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. that, I think they put a lot of effort into it, and and at first, like to hear Romita talk about it, um, 
they changed their mind a lot. They had to do it a lot of times over. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't know if it fit. If if I was to make any complaints, like it was cool, it was, it was clearly it was it was a it was a nod to the guys they yes. wanted. Yeah, to have I mean it was great to see the credits to see Dean White get co- you know coloring yeah. or inking credits or coloring. I forget. No, Tom Palmer and Tom Dean White Palmer. both had yeah. yeah they both had credits in there. So yeah, that was cool. I mean, and I thought I thought it was a nice little transition and and a way to and a way that was true to the comic to tell his origin. I thought that was cool. Uh, well, well, we're also not mentioning which I thought was one of the better scenes because this is a movie full of comedy, full of big over the top action, but it also had some really genuine moments i thought there was a couple of great scenes between dave and his father yeah yeah for like the awkward the awkward teen that's his wife's died he doesn't really know how to relate to his son moments and then the death of nick cage's character yep was incredibly moving yep when he said when she takes off his mask and he's he's burnt half to death and he's clearly about to die and he says i'm so proud of you i remember the people in the audience sort of whimpering yeah it was Um, jedi yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was, was the end of Jedi. It was Jedi, it but was. It was still. It, he he was Cage was really good in this. He was yeah. he was the best I've seen him in a movie in a long time. He um he did the over the top stuff, but it was perfect for the character. He did the Adam West voice, which was perfect for the character because it's all a play on Batman anyway. And they keep calling him Batman in the film. Yeah. But when he had to be doting father, he was really good. Um, yeah. it made you sad when he died. So there was he this- was. There's something about Mark Miller's comics to me which are usually fun and, of course, they're over the top and they're always big ideas, but sometimes they lack soul and they lack some of that something that makes you care about stuff. And whoever else was working on this found it. sure to get that stuff in there. Yeah, totally. Uh, And it really showed through. So instead of being a bunch of cheap jokes about a teenager jerking off, it was a teenager who you, like, related to and liked jerking off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you like well put well said well said <laughs> jeez but um yeah, no, I, th- I thought i mean it, it it touched upon it touched upon the like i said it was true to the vision it made changes where it needed to be but they were they were good changes um and i'm I, i'm hard pressed to find anything flawed with this movie i mean it is it is i mean and it by no means it's not a, i mean i don't know if i'd give it four stars i don't know if it's gonna be you know best picture nomination or anything like that well, but it's four a four out of five, five star book yeah, yeah four out of five yeah yeah no um, flaws doesn't mean it's a great. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not a work game, of art. Yeah, let's. I, be, I find nothing I would change with it. Nothing I was disappointed by. Not, at no point that I go, oh man, that's. It was the right length. It was the. I mean, like it just everything. Everything hit on every note, and and it and it keeps it open for another movie. And it, it, I mean, it was. It, I'm I'm very excited to see how this does. So, yeah. Well, if it, I mean, this is a plan. This is a plan trilogy. The next. The next series supposedly is supposed to be out in the in the Christmas time, and then if this movie does well, there'll be a second film, and then we'll get we'll get all three. But um, I hope we do because it was fun, and yep. I love the art direction. Uh, people were complaining about the look of the film when they saw the trailers, and I thought the look was great. You know what I thought was interesting was that was that I, I, I agree with you. I love the look. I thought the the primary color, the brightness of the of the movie was there. But I thought Matthew Vaughn also he made a lot of interesting you know cinematography choices um, in terms of the the tone and the look based off the scenes that were right that were like. There was no common look throughout the entire movie. Like it, the 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 look altered based on what the scene required, and I thought it worked. So he's good. Yeah, he's yeah. damn. He's really good. good. And, and yeah, the yeah. thing is, uh, and- I, I think it'd be really cool if if this movie does well because you know they're all gonna make a crap ton of money because yeah. there's no studio taking a bite out of it. So. Right. You know, Ramita, dude, dude deserves a payday. You know? Dude deserves a payday. Yeah, they were they as hard a working th- dude as there is. Yep. Two happier guys you would not see than Ramita and Miller <laughs> after that screening. Well, Miller's got Miller's got what two in a row now. That I mean, like, what say what you will about Wanted? It was a you know, like it made money. You it know, was, yep. so. this was I mean, comparatively, I think yep. a he he'd mentioned uh, that that Dave is a lot of him. 
There's yeah. a lot of him in that character. This is a very personal story, no matter, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, I think yeah, this was very... so I said that too. I, he was like, oh, it's, 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 this is mostly me. It's very personal. And I was like, really? But it turns out that it really is. And, uh, and uh, like that actually makes it all the more valuable. And I think that it's a, just, it's a ton better. There's no loom of fate in this movie. No loom of fate. Thank God. Um, thank God. Yeah, but there's a jetpack. Yeah, but it's awesome. But it's awesome. Where awesome. Where the exactly. Fate was not awesome. Although uh, it's the greatest joke ever. That joke. It, it really. I mean, it's, it's three words you can go to anytime and get a laugh. Shoot this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they did with a bazooka. Yeah, we did. Awesome. Uh, fate. Oh god. I really like. It. Everyone really seemed to really like it for the most part. Um, yeah, I've yet I've yet to see anybody who didn't like it. Any uh, yeah, anybody who knows. Yeah, I mean, they were nitpicking, but there were some people in our theater who were not surprised to be nitpicking a film but yeah. um that was not me and josh we really liked it yeah yay awesome so um so go see kick ass if you listen to this and you hadn't we ruined it for you go see it so you were talking about it. if you have seen it go to ifanboy.com there's gonna be a post about kick ass tell everyone what you thought about it nitpick tear it apart um you're gonna be wrong because it's awesome but that's okay <laughs> and also uh, make sure you check on the website uh we did a, a video show about the comic book so if you yep. want to know about that because you saw the movie but didn't read that make sure you watch that too and also go back and look in this feed and check out the talks flowed that Josh and I did with John Romita Jr. where we talked a lot about the making of the movie and some of the stuff with the animation stuff and stuff like that. He gave us some real insight to it. Um, our own special one-on-one chat with John Romita Jr. Um, that's worth listening as well. Look, at we're a kick-ass machine here. We kick-assed on kick-ass. We did. We totally. God, I so, hope it doesn't tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm not a producer. Um, and if you like what you heard here, this is your first time listening, go to ifanboy.com. There's a lot more comic book discussion going on over there, our other podcast, our video show, our audio show, all the writing, all the stuff there. Emails, contact ifanboy.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash ifanboy. Anything else? I think that's everything. Wrap so. it up. Yep. All right, kick ass. We're going to go fight crime now. Yeah, don't. Please don't. All right. All right.